Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Eloise. Money Yvonne, happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. You're so right. You have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Good morning, Valacita. This is Brother Michael. I'm reporting in from the hospital. Just had a uh, successful gallbladder removal surgery. Thank God. And I'm praying for, uh, asking for prayer for Speedy recovery, and I Amen. appreciate you all. Thank you. Well, good morning, and glad everything was successful. And, yes, we will be believing for a, a speedy recovery. You sound good. Praise God. Thank Love you. Pretty good, considering. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Can you keep a say a prayer for my husband? He's going to be going into a group therapy today from 130 to 3, and it's in Lathrop. Okay. So we can keep a... Okay. I'm really afraid about this. Okay, I got it down. God's got you guys covered, and we believe that God is good. Yeah, if you could keep me uh, in prayer as well, because I'm going to be here all by myself, and I don't know anybody around here. Okay, got you. Got you covered. We love you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so afraid. Peace be still. We have the peace of God. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Pretty. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Valacita. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans, and happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. This is Prosperous. How are you doing, Valacita? And good morning, family. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey, I have a prayer request. Pray for my Auntie Gloria that's going into surgery Friday. So she's 86 years old, so God will heal her body. Thank you. Amen. We are in agreement with you. 
and that's this Friday, is okay. it, right? Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kay, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hey, good morning, Vivi. It's Didi. I love you. Good morning, Didi. I love you, too. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. I meant to put it in the on the app. I just didn't have time this morning. But can we lift up Bubbly? Just, um, just lift her up today. Call out okay. her name. Okay, I love you. Thank you so much, buddy. You're welcome. Good morning. It's beloved Barb. Happy Wednesday, everybody. God bless. Good morning, beloved Barb. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, Declare Victory. Have a great, 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 great day. (laughs) Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday to you, and thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please take a look at your phones and place it on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to continue calling in during the final days of November, where our monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Each declarer will focus on how leadership plays a vital role in planning, sowing, and reaping God's desires for us within the work we do for Him. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week, and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through cash out at dollar sign. I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some spoken prayer requests um, and a praise report. The first one is from Brother Michael. He is currently in the hospital recovering from a successful gallbladder surgery. And we're just going to keep lifting him up in prayer for a speedy recovery. Susie is asking for prayer for Ricky as he's having therapy today, and she's asking for continued prayer. Sister Lisa is asking for prayer for her Auntie Gloria. She's going to be having surgery this Friday. 
And then Dee Dee is asking for us to lift up Bubbly today. So let's call out Bubbly's name to the Lord today. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Philip. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and, prayer and corporate praise will be will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration by Philip. And then closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct in love, in faith, and in purity. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Rochelle. Have a blessed day. Good morning again, family. Good morning. I ask that we... As you woke up this morning and you said good morning to the most important person on earth, which is the Holy Spirit, thanking him, thanking God for his spirit, I ask that you just take a moment just to breathe, just to rest in his presence as we go before the throne of grace. Everything that you're doing right now, set it aside and give him this time. Abba Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you as humbly as we know how. We come to your throne, O God, to lay at your feet, O God. We say thank you for this day, another day to give you all the glory, the honor, the praise that is due unto you. For you are worthy and worthy to be praised, worthy to be worshiped. Thank you, O God, for watching over us as we rest in our dwelling places, O God. Thank you for your peace and your love that surrounded our dwelling places, O God. Thank you for the hedge of protection that we can uh, be able to lay and sleep and rest, oh God. Lord, we thank you right now for this day. We entrust our works unto you, that you know the plans will work out well because we trust you. Lord, because our plans are not our plans, but they are your plans, oh God. Lord, we can do nothing without you and everything we do, oh God, is because of you, O oh God. So we lift up your holy name, O oh God. We lift, we call you Adonai, the Lord, our sovereign God. We call you El Olim, the everlasting God. We call you El Gabor, the mighty God. We call you El Roi, the God that sees everything. We call you Jehovah Elohim, the eternal creator. Lord, we call you Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides all, everything that we need, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, oh God. We call you Jehovah Nisi, 
our banner that covers us, hallelujah, and keeps us victorious. Lord, we call you Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, our shepherd. We call you Jehovah Siskanu, the Lord, our righteous. Jesus, we call you Emmanuel, that you're always with us. And we thank you, O oh God, that we don't have to fret and worry about anything because you are always there, that you are a near and present help, O oh God. The word tells us in time of trouble, we know that you are always with us, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, O oh God. Lord, that you will never see, you have, you have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. And Lord, we thank you that you provide all. Lord, we thank you for the prayer request this morning. Lord, we shout in victory and joyous for Brother Michael, oh God, who had a successful surgery. Lord, that's what you do, oh God, when we trust in you, when we put our hope in you, oh God, you never fail. Lord, and we thank you. We thank you, oh God, for his recovery, oh God. We might be calling for speedy, oh God, but we call for you to do your perfect work, oh God. Sometimes we want to get busy and get back to what we're doing as business as usual, but sometimes it's not business as usual. But we pray a complete healing for Brother Michael. We pray that you keep his mind, oh God, victorious in his healing, that he keep his eyes uh, stayed on you, oh God. Lord, and we thank you. We thank you, oh God. Lord, we thank you for Susie, oh God, calling out her husband, Rick, oh God, as he goes to his therapy sessions, oh God. Lord, we thank you for the ability, oh God, to be able to go and have therapy that sit, oh God, and be able to talk about things that bother us, that we don't have to harbor things that will take over our mind and our body, oh God. Lord, we thank you for that avenue that we have that we can go and speak, that you have given uh, people, licensed therapists to have wisdom, godly wisdom to help free your people. It's a mindset, oh God. And we thank you for the ability to be able not to be in bondage, oh God. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Lord, you came that we may have life and have it in abundance, oh God. And that's not being in bondage, oh God, in, in abundance. And that's not being in bondage. That's not being in shackles, oh God. That's living a life that's free and free indeed, oh God. Lord, we thank you, oh God, for Susie. Lord, that you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So we bless your holy name, oh God, that she will speak hope, oh God, that she will cast down fear, oh God. And when it tries to rise up, she will call on the name that is above all names. She will call on Jehovah Nisi, which is her banner, O oh God, that is victorious, O oh God. Lord, that she will cast down every imagination and every high thing that tries the exotic self against the knowledge of God. She has the mind of Christ. She will trust him, O oh God. She will command those things that are not of, uh, of God to be, to go away, 
She has the ability to command, declare, and decree the things of the Lord because she is his child. And, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that she makes a decision today to trust you and really trust you. Lord, we thank you for Sister Lisa, oh God, calling out her Aunt Gloria, oh God, as she goes to surgery on Friday. Lord, we pray for Aunt Gloria um, and her mind and that she's not anxious for nothing, but she's trusting in you. Lord, that she knows that all is well, that she will call on the name that is above all names, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, that everything has to come subject, oh God, fear, anxiety. Lord, that everything has to fall in order, oh God. Go before her, oh God, in her surgery. Go to her pre-op appointment, oh God. Set her house up, oh God, so she'll have everything that she needs going to our surgery and coming home, oh God. Lord, we thank you that you are just God, that you do a complete work. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we thank you for Didi, oh God that she's always interceding and standing in the gap, oh God. So we call out bubbly to you today. Lord, we haven't heard her in a while, oh God, but we know you've heard her. We know that she has a relationship with you and that she's calling on you, the only just God, that she is calling and trusting and leaning and laying and everything that has to do with you, oh God, that she's holding on to you. So, Lord, I ask that whatever it is that she needs, oh, God, that you will provide it for her, oh, God, that you will continue to pour into her and give her the joy, the unspeakable joy, oh, God, in spite of her situation, oh, God. Lord, you know all. You are El Roi, oh, God, and we thank you. Lord, I ask that uh, you, we lift up her family that's around her and supporting her, oh, God. Lord, we pray that everything that she could possibly need, oh God, both physically, mentally, Lord, the support, financially, everything. We know that you are a God that does everything whole from beginning to end because you are Alpha and Omega. Lord, we bless your holy name. We lift up Dion to you right now, oh God, as she's traveling, oh God. We ask that you cover her, oh God, as she goes to and fro. Lord, go before her. Make her path straight, oh God. Lord, send people, oh God, just to bless her, oh God, because she trusts in you, that she lives a life, oh God, unto you, oh God, that her yes is yes, oh God. And we thank you that the blessing of the Lord will pursue her and overtake her, that she shall work from the overflow, that she will not have need for anything, oh God that she put her hands to, that she put your name to, oh God, and that she walks in your name, oh God. Lord, I thank you for my Declare Victory family right now, oh God. Lord, everyone has their own uh, petition and needs, oh God. So Lord, I thank you for inclining the ear. I thank you that you are just God, that you hear every petition, oh God. But not only that you hear, but you hear their thankful hearts and that they are saying, thank you. Because if you can't do it, Lord, it can't be done. Whatever it is, oh God. We thank you for the joy, oh God, to know that we praise you in advance, oh God. Hmm. We will be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word. 
We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Lord, that we can do nothing without you. We thank you, O oh God, for instructing our day. We thank you for today as we have set aside to make a vow to fast, O oh God, to put away those things that may hinder or separate us, that hinders our relationship with you, O oh God. Lord, we be intentional today about putting those things away, not just food, oh God, but things that distract us, oh God, whether it be TV, whether it be material things, whether it be uh, food, whatever it is, oh God, we set it aside and we make a vow today, Lord, to go more, to communicate with you more today, to hear you better, oh God. Lord, we lay prostrate at your feet today, oh God. And we thank you for the ability to be able to do so. So Lord, we thank you, oh God, for all months that we are learning each day to be leaders, how to be leaders, how to follow so that we can be a good leader, how to serve, servitude, oh God. Mm. How to have a better relationship, not just with ourselves, with you and with your people, oh God, our sisters and our brothers, oh God, our family members, our co-workers, oh God, that we are intentional, oh God, to have the heart of God. So Lord, as we begin to take our phones off mute, to thank you in advance for everything that you will do. But we thank, thank you for you what you've done, what you'll you continue to do, oh God. Lord, I will trust and believe that everything that you do, oh God, is for our good. That all things work together for our good. For those who love you and are called according to your purpose, oh God. Yes, we are called, oh God. Many are called. Many are chosen, oh God. Lord, as you call us, oh God, that we strive to be the chosen. Thank you for Thank you. 
10,000 times, Lord, we couldn't thank you and praise you enough. Holy, holy, holy is our God. Lord, I thank you. I'm so grateful, God, to be able to serve the true and living God. Bless your holy name, Lord. Lord, I thank you, oh God, for that we will command our day. Lord, I thank you for a field, oh God, that will come, oh God, and teach us more about leadership today, that we have an ear to hear and a heart to receive, Lord, and a will to obey what your word says, oh God. So, Lord, we thank you again. We don't count it slack, oh God, but we thank you for the opportunity, oh God, to serve and serve well, oh God. So we bless your holy name as I pass the call to our declare in Jesus' name. If you're on, we can't hear you. Hold on one second, Sam. One second. Okay.
Hold on. Hold on one Sorry about the silence. I'm just trying to call him. Hold on. Well, family, um, Phil hasn't called yet, but you know what? There's always time we can continue to go into corporate prayer, and I'll just we'll just pray until um, we give him just a few minutes. And if he doesn't log on, we'll have someone come and we'll speak a little bit, and then we'll release the call. So go ahead and come back off mute, and let's go back into corporate prayer. Going on our side, you where would you be? Father God, right now, today, this moment, oh Father God, we can thank you. You are our God. You are the only one living God, Father God. Have mercy, Father God. Thank you for your Your mercy and your grace that endures and lasts forever, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your heavenly word. Thank you, Father, 
Definition of leadership, and let us each have a short. Um, tell us how what we've learned and how we will apply the lessons that we've learned this month to leadership. Rochelle, hey, you can go ahead with that. Okay, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick it up tomorrow. Okay. Thank okay. You. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we we've had all month to learn, and I'm sure this this is a a keynote to always take notes 
Um, so we'll go with, once again, I'll just remind you all, uh, remind us all what leadership is. So leadership is the ability of an individual or a group of people to influence influence and guide followers or members of an organization, society, or team. Leadership often is an attribute tied to a person's title, seniority, or ranking in hierarchy. What is the perfect definition of leadership? Well, we know that's Jesus Christ. He was the prime example. But the definition they have here is leadership is a set of behaviors used to help people align their collective direction to execute strategic plans and to continually renew an organization. So with that being said, and uh, the questions that was asked this morning, I mean, this month, pertaining to leadership, it could be leadership in a church, leadership as a parent, leadership on your job, whatever type of leadership that God has um, orchestrated or, or and ordained you to be, what strategies have you put in place um, to be a an effective leader? Um, we'll do, we'll, we'll keep it short. We won't do, because I'm sure quite a few people want to share. Uh, we won't take up too much time. Um, and I'll back it up with some scriptures. So is there anyone that wants to share what leadership looks for, looks like to them and how they would, how the things that they have learned this month that they will apply to be a more effective leader? Hey, Rochelle, I'll jump in here. This is Persistent Priscilla. Um, the one thing that stood out in my mind, and, and God has taken me back this month, um, way back really to my family and growing up as a kid and showing me that I've always led and um, the process of that leadership. But now defining it, uh, and being called by God Almighty. I love what John, Brother Jonathan said. If, if we are called by God and and have the, uh, him inside of us, the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and we've been called by God, what makes you think you cannot lead? What makes you think you don't have the power to lead? Now, it's just using that power um, wisely. Um, and I guess the one thing that stood out for me in accepting that, because we always shy away from us, because in our mind, at least in my mind, I can't think about anybody else but mine, if it wasn't grandiose or if it wasn't out there, then I wasn't necessarily leading. I was, you know, and if I was quiet, then I wasn't leading. But that is your presence and the mere fact that you have God in you. You're leading. And 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 um, you don't even realize it. So the realization of my leadership is what made it more profound, and in just walking in that and owning it now, and not shying and backing down from it. And and then secondly, um, listening, mm-hmm. listening more, um, and listening in strength. 
uh, and listening, knowing that, that God will lead you to that time of what's to say. And that's a part of leadership. And then how to lead people and instructing them. Because leadership doesn't mean you're always out in front. Not necessarily. Yeah. So that's that's where I'll, that would be my takeaway for now. There are many, but that's one of them. Praise that's God. Good. That's good. And sometimes being a leader simply is being an example. You don't always have to talk to be a leader. You can be quiet and be a good leader and lead by example. Um, that was good, Priscilla. Anyone else want to share? Oh, before they share, let me give you one um, one of the first scriptures on leadership. Philippians 2 and 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. This is the one, this is one of the Bible verses about leadership, qualities that remind us of the importance of selflessness and valuing others above ourselves. Anyone else want to share? Hey, Shell. This is hey, Gloria. Mom. Hey, hey. Um, good morning, uh, Declare Victory family. Um, the uh, This teaching on leadership has been a blessing to me. And one of the things that, that I thought about was that we all, we all in some capacity are leaders, that God is actually the one who places us in leadership, whether it's leader of, the fam, of a family, even if he allows what we consider we, in the natural, consider bad leaders. God allowed them to be there. So, um, and out of it, in in His intent is that He be glorified. Whether it's by we become humble, or we um, have to recognize that as a leader, <clears throat> that we're chosen by God. We, as leaders, we endure criticism. Everybody is not going to agree or like what we may have to say, or how we lead, or what what what. Our vision is, but if God has placed us, we have a responsibility to him to lead. And then um, as leaders, we go through all kinds of labor pains. We go through mm-hmm. the, the, the pain and the, the uh, of being sometimes being misunderstood, sometimes not really sure about what, what we're doing, but knowing that always having to pray and say, okay, God, you have to show me and I can't be moved by what I see. I think or I feel or even what anybody else's idea might be. You place me, you've anointed me, you've appointed me. So Holy Spirit, by the power of the living God, move and 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 guide me to do what you called me to do. And God, everything lies in your at, at your feet and in your lap. Thank you, Lord. That was good. Yes, yes. And we know as leaders, um, We are taught not to be fearful, but when we lead, I mean, we we have a lot of responsibility at our hand. Isaiah Isaiah 41 and 10 says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41 and 10 is one of the Bible verses on leadership worth taking to heart. This focuses on the importance of recognizing that God can provide strength, even in the times of difficulty or trouble. It's essential not to live in fear. It's easy to become frightened or scared 
but know that we have the strength of the Lord to lead us and guide us. Um, is there anyone else that wants to share? Good morning, Shell. This is uh, Jubilant. Good morning, Juju. Hey. Um, you know, I, I got tidbits because um, I usually get up a little later, but um, what I got overall is um, kind of what everybody else was saying, you know, that we're leaders regardless of, you know, regardless, we're leaders regardless of if we, you know, receive it or not. And it, but the question is, like, what kind of leader are you? You know, um, um, and, like, what is the premise of your leadership? Like, you know, are you still stuck in whatever happened, trauma happened to you in the past, and, you know, which affects your leadership and, and affects you pushing others forward? You know what I'm saying? Um, are you, you know, are you, like, have the heart of Christ where, you know, you celebrate people moving forward? So, to me, that's that's what really stuck, you know, out that I'm a leader no matter what. What what type of leader am I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What type of leader am I? That's good. Thank you for sharing, Juju. Um, that was good. Because we are all leaders at some point, whether you, you know, um, are a parent, if you're, uh, whatever it is, if you're driving a bus and you're driving people on the bus, you're you're leading them because they have to, you know, they have to follow the rules of getting on the bus and sitting down and and that stuff. But a leader is also not timid. Second Timothy one and seven tells us, for the spirit, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline. Hmm. This scripture calls us to have self-discipline, yet another important skill for any good leader. Self-discipline helps leaders to keep their ego in check and not make decisions with their own self-interest at heart. Mm. How many <laughs> how many know that we kind of we lose it there sometimes. Sometimes we get carried away and you know, we we get kind of puffed up and want to do it our way. But we know that the plans of the Lord, his plans are not our plans. His plans are greater than our plans. Our our kernel and finite minds can't even famish everything that we need to do. Because he's Alpha and Omega. He can see it from the beginning and the end. Is there anyone else that wants to share? We won't be long. We just want to be able to... Um, you know, put it in the atmosphere, what you will do, what you've learned, and what you can do to be an effective leader. Good morning, Shell. This is Bree Bree. How are you? Good morning, Bree Bree. How are you? I love I'm you so much. It. I love you too so much. Um, the reality is leadership would be easy if everything went according to plan. Um, and I just want to publicly acknowledge you and thank you for your active demonstration of leadership today. Um, an effective leader steps in. They, when they see a need, they don't wait to see who else is going to do it. Um, and you stepped in today. You demonstrated the pivot. Um, you demonstrated that God will still get the glory. So I just wanted to acknowledge you and to thank you for your active demonstration of all that we have taken in this month. I love you, and I'm praying that your day will be as amazing as you are. Thank you, Prubri. I promise you it's not of myself. I tell you this. 
and I say it all the time, and I'm sorry. I know I'm not. I'm not sorry for crying. I'm crying because I thank God that I have the ability to know that he is just and he is worthy. That ain't no stopping because stuff don't come out the way we think it should come out. He's still God above all. He deserves the glory for all, by all, because of all, because he he did it all. Why why not at least give him the glory and honor is due? Just because Dion's not here, we all have a voice to tell him how good and how great he is. And thank you for the ability. Bree, thank you. Amen. Is there anyone good else that wants to share? Good morning, Rochelle. This is pretty. And I thank you for your leadership this morning. Uh, I just remember to be humble uh, and to be effective. I have to give selfless service that God will decrease in me so that he may increase in whatever position I'm taking as a leader. God bless you this morning. I love you, sis, and thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not me. To God be all the glory. James 4 and 10 says, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. That's for all of us. That's I'm not. That's not personal. That's for all of us. Humility is a big thing. It's strength and under control, and we have to practice it in every situation. Is there anyone else that wants to share? Good morning. This is Pamela. Um, you mentioned what strategies we take. Good morning. Um, and I think for me. Um, it's it's a daily thing. Um, you know, I don't ever know what situation God's going to put me in that day and at what capacity he'll be calling me to lead. So I um, always just take time to just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to, you know, lead me in um, whatever it is um, and just... Um, you know, surrendering myself to to him in whatever direction it is. If it's just speaking life into my son or, or my family or encouraging a friend or, you know, um, you know, bringing um, strength to someone who's dealing with weakness or, or you know, whatever it is, quoting scriptures, um, you know, you jumping in today, um, it's all about just being led by the Holy Spirit, and he always directs me um, where I need to be, where I need to go, who I need to speak to, and for me, I think that's, um, you know, the, the the techniques or the, you know, what, what leadership is to me. It's a, it's a daily, it's a daily grind. It's not like um, something I plan for. It's something that I just... Um, humbly await for God to move. You know, it could be talking, speaking life into my hairdresser. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, where wherever I might be. You know, I might be buying groceries and talk to somebody in line. Um, so it's just 
being open to the move of the Holy Spirit and not fearing, um, but speaking the words that he gives you to say. Thank you, Pamela. That was good. Um, The Holy Spirit just reminded me, um, last night uh, my daughter wanted me to come and watch her cheer at the basketball game. And as I watched them cheer, each one of them, their voices and how they uh, sounded. Of course, they have a cheer leader that leads the cheer squad, but they were all effective together. Um, making a sound that resounded in the gymnasium, how they were leaders in encouraging um, the basketball players who they didn't win, they kind of got dusted, <laughs> but how they, the, the cheers that they did encouraged um, them to keep playing. Um, one of the cheers was, we're proud of you. Yes, we're proud of you. That that took initiative to to keep them encouraged. It takes a leader to be able to encourage when they see people not encouraged or discouraged. Um, so the Holy Spirit just showed me that, and I, I just thought that was, that was um, you know, cool the way that they, you know, kept, you know, leading and pushing them to be encouraged in the game, even though they weren't winning. Because the coach wasn't leading nothing. <laughs> Anyone else wants to share? Hey, this is pretty. This is Michelle. Michelle. Oh, go ahead. Hey, y'all. Hey, Kwai. Um, I don't know who was first. It was three guys. So just sound off names and we'll go in that order. Cynthia. Didi. Cynthia. Didi. And there was one more. Oh, pretty, you can't. Um, pretty, you go after them. Okay, go ahead, Didi, Cynthia, and I'm pretty. You said Didi? Okay, so. Uh-huh. Wow, oh, what a. Well, go ahead. Okay. No, no, go ahead, Didi. It's fine. Oh, okay. Didi, no, I was thanking you for just the, the you know, knowing to just jump in and step in. But the humility piece is so key in everything we do. And um, uh, just learning to really humble ourselves and listen, like you said, for our Holy Spirit to direct and guide us in everything we do, everyone we come in contact with. Um, and I share about the kids all the time because this is where I'm seeing a lot. They're 18 months to five, and a lot of times they get dismissed because they're little kids, right? But they, too, feel stuff. And I was telling my sister yesterday, this weekend, because they were off Thursday, Friday, so when they came in on Monday and Tuesday, it's like you got to reprogram them. They're crying, they're whiny, they've been loved on, and, you know, so as a leader, even leader in the school, I'm one of the older, dang, I said that, These the teachers are younger, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to show them not to be impatient and rush them, just give them a second to regroup, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, because you think about it, mm-hmm. they've been home, and they've been, there's, we spoil them here, so just as they watch me hold them and give them a minute to unwind and share a little bit about their their Thanksgiving. And then one of the younger teachers, she said, she said, Teacher Coco, thank you for that. She said, because I'm so impatient. I'm learning patience. Girl, you're 21. So (laughs) it comes with it. But I'm glad that they are able to see. And I haven't always been this person because, you know, God has shown me patience, but it also has shown me that they're watching. The little babies are watching. The other teachers are watching. And there's times when these kids are so off the hook, I'm like, I'm going to get my car. But just to slow down 
and let Holy Spirit lead and guide when to say something, when not, because sometimes we move in our own, you know what I'm saying? We're moving. And when you were talking about your, your daughter with the cheerleaders, I, that, you know, that was me. So to know when to encourage and the mm-hmm. lead, it, leadership is so vast. Yeah. And how you just feel yeah. in this morning. Um, it's a beautiful place. It really is if you're led by Holy Spirit to know when to move, when not to move, when to say, when not to say. So I just want to say I, I appreciate you, sis, and I love you. And have a wonderful wet Wednesday. <laughs> I love the rain. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Didi. I love you more. Um, I just want to read one scripture before um, Cynthia goes. Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Leaders don't give up. No matter what it looks like, leaders don't give up. You might pivot a little bit. You might find a new strategy. You might take it back to the the, uh, game book or whatever it is, but leaders never quit. Go ahead, Cynthia. Okay, good morning. Um, For me, as leadership, you have to have the um, fruit of the Spirit. That's in Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And um, as me being a leader, that scripture fits me because when I do my in-home support or um, take care of my clients and stuff, you have to have, um, as a leader, you have to have those fruits because you don't know what you're going to come up against. So when you come to a client and they have an attitude or they're going through and stuff like that, you want to show the fruit of spirit. You don't want to go down to their level like when Pastor Dion had that problem with that young lady. You don't want to go down to their level. You want to be. You want to be have a peaceful mind and be able to talk to them without getting upset and um, flying off the handle. As a leader, you have to um, be a- above and know how to handle situations. And sometimes when it doesn't work out right, you know, you you start praying. You, you walk away and you, you talk to God and you go back and handle that situation. I'm done. Go ahead, pretty. Thank you, Cynthia. No, uh, Cheryl, I was just speaking to um, when you were talking about the cheerleaders um, and your children and your daughter. I was thinking about um, how, as a leader, you have to be able to read the room. And that's what the cheerleaders were doing. They were reading the room and seeing how. the basketball players needed to be encouraged and uh, calling the cheers according to the level of how they were winning or losing. Mm-hmm. Um, as a leader, you have to know how to read the room. Um, 
the information that you give to a mature adult, you can't give to a baby because they won't be able to read it. They won't be able to to understand it and interpret it. Um, and Holy Spirit will give you what to do and how to do it. Yeah. So just being open and attuned the Holy Spirit in everything that we do to yes, be effective. Amen. Yes, Amen. Thank you, Pretty. It's so important. And that's one of the key things that we have to be reminded of time and time again. The Spirit of the Lord will lead us and guide us in all truth and all righteousness. Truth, everything that we need instructions, directions, everything that we need. If we yield to the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the true living God, we cannot go wrong. But we have to get in a place in order to be an effective leader, to be able to yield to the Holy Spirit, to be instructed and directed and not quench the Holy Spirit, not dismiss the Holy Spirit, but do what thus says the Lord. It is the spirit of God. is there anyone else that wants to share? Um, this is Pamela again, real quick. Um, we were using the metaphor of the cheerleaders and, you know, how they are prepared to encourage the crowd, encourage the team. Um, but when you think about cheerleaders, they train for that. Like, they train those cheers. They know what to say in each um, quarter of the game. They know which cheer to use for defense and offense. And I think as believers, you know, we are called to, you know, really study the word, know the word, and to be prepared, you know, in season and out of season, to be able to speak into the lives, you know, by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you know, be able to to um, to uh, share with others, to empathize with others, to you know, give them encouragement. Um, you know, it doesn't just happen on a whim. I mean, you mm-hmm. you need to know the word and study the word, and you know, the Holy Spirit will help you to recall those words um, and the scriptures. And you know, I think it's important to um, be prepared as leaders. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, a leader is always finding a way to make sure that everything is working together. <laughs> there's there's the Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for our good. Hey, good morning, church lady. <laughs> hey, living waters. <laughs> I just so love Bri-Bri. I, I I thought that was just like so appropriate what she said and so timely. It reminds me of what Tim talks about, those teachable moments where we get to actually see it be lived out, what we're talking about. <laughs> so that was so good. Um, kind of want to reiterate what everybody said, persistent, talking about, you know, people finding out that we're all leaders in whatever capacity that we're in. 
we find ourselves leading and don't even know that we are, right, until you know that you are. Um, and when we come to the kingdom, we find out real quick that we got to stand up and then we find out we got to open up our mouths. And then we find out, hey, sometimes we're thrust in the forefront. Um, the greatest thing that I um, learned about a leader, and I heard somebody teach on it, I think, this month, is about being a servant leader. And it kind of goes along with what everybody says. Um, a leader is responsible, ultimately, like Pam was just saying, uh, for everything working out, right? We know how things are going to work out together for our good. So when we take that position of leadership, we are responsible for things coming together to the extent and being a servant leader means it doesn't matter where we're leading from. Sometimes we have to lead from behind, the middle, the front, wherever we get in and fit in, that's where we have to get in and fit in to make sure that things are going okay. And it's not our own strength. It's not us doing it. It's not us having to be responsible for it. It's God ultimately is, but it's us getting in and playing our part and fitting in in our own role, like we often do. Something needs to be done, we get in and get it done, just like today, what you've done, right? So it's an amazing thing that um, I think all leaders need to remember that we got to serve. We got to serve, and as we serve others, it's amazing how things seem to come together. And the motive, the motivation behind serving has got to be love. And then we see how God works that thing out. Why? Because we love him. We're called according to his purpose. So it all works together. So thank you for this kind of summation. It would have been perfect on the last day, but it's good today, too. <laughs> love you. Thank you. Um, you know, when we have opportunities to serve and serve in a place that's so whole and has nutrients and um, is sustaining and we come, we come to this place because we know that there is worth here and that we find what we need. So why not? Um, but let me switch gears real quick. And first of all, I want to say happy birthday. And also I want to say thank you for being a a leader in front and doing what you're doing so y'all feel jumped on and i'm gonna pass the call to the ultimate jesus lover and he's gonna give us a little bit more substance and then we're gonna go whatever he decides to do pray and get off the line but i thank you guys for allowing me just to be able to stand in the gap um there you go phil i don't know about all the uh all that stuff you said, but um, shout out to y'all. Shout out to Miss Dion. Um, thank you for allowing me to um be on here, and I've been up, I've been ready, but I literally thought that it was tomorrow. Even when I talked to her the other day, I had in my head tomorrow. But with that being said, our Jesus, come on, our Jesus is a leader. Hallelujah. But what I love about Jesus being a leader, y'all, is not only is he a leader, but I want you to hear me and hear me clearly. I think every person who's gotten on here that I've heard since I've been on touched on this thing. He's a servant. And I want to touch on that thing of a servant so strong today. And the reason that I want to touch on it so strong, y'all, is because there is a lot of nonsense out here that will make you believe that a leader is everything but a servant. And so if this offends that mindset today, good, because I'm, I'm on one when it comes to this topic. And the first place where I will start is I will start with 
I remember Miss Dion had put a post up, and she put up a post talking about what is a servant leader. And I already know when Dion be putting stuff up, part of what she be doing is she be trying to challenge people to, you know what I'm saying, to think. She just trying to challenge, you know, you know, try to challenge you. You know, mess with your mind a little bit before the purpose of, you know, getting, you know, challenging you. That's all. It's nothing wrong with being challenged. That's how we grow, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, I agree with her wholeheartedly on what a leader is. At the end of the day, every leader is to be a servant. Why? Because Jesus says the greatest leader amongst you is the one who serves, is the one who serves. And we are seeing so many examples in the church, so many examples in the church of leaders who do not serve. And what do I mean by serving? I'm, I'm going to start off right here. Remember, there is no leader who is greater than Jesus. And the disciples are able to say, we were around the greatest leader that we've ever seen. And if they say, well, give us something, an example of what this great leader did. One of the things that they'll mention is, my leader washed my feet. My leader washed my feet. So here it is. We have an example of a great leader washing your feet. Okay? Think about that for a second. In other words, not worried about messing up their fancy suit, messing up their shoes, none of that stuff. But that leader sat there and said, I will wash your feet. Now, let me tell you something. If a leader will wash your feet, not just one person's feet, but multiple people's feet, a leader will have no problem with going out here and serving people. Serving people. A leader will have no problem with going out and being selfless. See, Jesus was the lion, the lion leader, come on, and he was the lamb leader. But in both places, he was serving. Let me tell you what I mean. I'm going to give you an example of where we could say Jesus was a lion. He was a lion in Matthew chapter 21, where he began to turn over the tables, and he began to chase those, people, those money changers out. And remember, what was his issue? What did he say? He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into the den of thieves. So in other words, the reason that he even turned into the lion of a leader was not to show how tough he was. He turned into the lion of the leader because he was defending his house. This is what he was doing. He was defending his house. And not only defending his house, but if he's defending his house, he's also defending the people who desire to live in his house wholeheartedly. And let that be an encouragement to us right here. You dwell in the Lord. You dwell in the Lord. The Lord will come to your defense. Hallelujah. But the reason he's coming to your defense, the reason he will be that lion that will roar is why. It's because he's selfless and he's serving you. This is what it was about. Jesus, that was service he was doing. When he was up there, he was serving the house of God. When he was flipping them tables over. When he was saying, man, get these money changers out of here. Why? Because he knew that these money changers were defiling the house of God. 
And if they're defiling the house of God, that means it's releasing defilement on his bride. Hallelujah. It's releasing defilement on the ones that he's about to die for. And he wasn't going to stand for that. This, but again, it was him being selfless. We, we have to emphasize selflessness. There's a story popping up. And if the person is on the line right now, um, you know, I don't mean no harm of what it is I'm about to say. Okay. You know, some of y'all probably tense it up. You don't even know what I'm going to say. I ain't, I ain't about to diss nobody as love. But check this out. I was in North Carolina, right, a few months ago, and I was out there ministering. And um, when we got done, you know, they wanted everybody, they had like this after thing where they were going to meet up. It was a little nice, little fancy little spot. You know, it's going to get food and all that other stuff, right? So I go over to the spot. You know what I mean? I go over there, and they're ordering food. So, you know, I'm waiting for the food to get there. So finally the food gets there. And some of the food was pizza. Now, I was hungry. So I'm sitting, and I'm waiting and waiting, and ain't nobody ate. So I just looked around and said, man, okay, the food is here. Cool. I'm going to start eating. So I start getting me some food. And then anybody who know me know I eat. So I don't just get seconds. I get fourths and fifths. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get fourths and fifths. I don't do the seconds. You know what I'm saying? I tell people, I, I get offended when somebody makes my plate. And they don't, they, you, the first and second should be on my first plate. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, I'm sitting there and I'm going back and I keep going back and getting food. And I still notice ain't nobody eating. So I bust out and say, what are y'all waiting for? I'm like, am I the only person going to eat? Uh, what what y'all waiting for? Will y'all come and get some food? You know, they going to bust out and tell me, um, no man of God, um, we're, we're not going to eat because, you know, how we do is we're supposed to wait until the man of God finishes eating. I said, what? Like, for real. I started, listen, I rode that day. I cracked Joseph that day the whole night. I, I'm sorry, the whole night, I was like, I thought it was the most hilarious thing, for real. But first, I was serious. After I was serious, I cracked jokes the rest of the night. But the first time, I was serious. I didn't laugh. I was very stern the first thing I told them. I said, don't you ever in your life sit here and you go get food for a minister and you sit there and wait until that minister. I said, if you book some preacher, pastor, or whatever, to come and minister unto you, and if that pastor ain't going to sit there and want you to go eat before him, if he, if he going to sit there and make you wait until he finishes eating, don't, you should never sit under that person's leadership. Never. For real. And if you on the line and that's your mindset, I pray that you will repent. For real. How do you think that Jesus will walk in a meeting and make every single person wait until he finishes eating. He see people up in there hungry. He see little children sitting over there, and he going to sit there and say, no, nah, all y'all wait till I finish my meal. And they began to tell me how that's this custom that they had over there in North Carolina or something. You know what I'm saying? In certain parts of the South, you know, you wait till the man of God finishes eating his food. What kind of not? That, that is straight from that. That's, that's Leviathan 101. Straight up. 
And they might as well have gave me a big old throne that had Leviathan's name tattooed in the throne. And have me sit on that joint. Like, straight up. That is wrong. Why? Because a leader is supposed to serve. And if a leader has a heart to serve, a leader going to feel some kind of way when they sit there and they eating everything and they see that they people aren't getting anything. As a servant leader, when you have a heart to serve, it should bother you when you look around and you see that people don't have certain things. It should bother you. It, it, should, it, should, it should do something to your heart when you're sitting there and you have things. And I'm not knocking blessings. I'm not knocking excess. I mean, um, not excess. I'm sorry. I'm not knocking having things in abundance. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying it should bother you when you see people that don't have anything. You know what I'm saying? And they're under your leadership. They're, they're under your tutelage. You should want to serve them. Come on. You should want to serve. This, this is the heart. And this society has made it like, you know, we shouldn't serve people. People should sit there and serve us. That, that is a lie from the pit of hell. That is not what our leader Jesus does. Jesus was a servant. The greatest among you is the one who serves. This is what he said. This is what the ultimate leader has. So I want us today, what we're going to do, we're going to go into some prayers to soften our hearts. Because let me tell you something. No matter what realm we go, no matter what realm we go in, as it relates with, um, no matter what realm we go in, as it relates with, um, uh, uh, like, leadership or selflessness, no matter what place you're at, you can be the most selfless person in the world. But I want to let you know right now, there's always another realm of selflessness where you can go. There's always another realm of selflessness where you can go, for real. And so we want to walk in another realm of humility. We want our hearts to be selfless. Hallelujah. And the first place of selflessness starts with us being selfless with God. Come on, there are things that God will ask us to do that require us to be selfless with him. And see, if we can't be selfless with God, we ain't going to be selfless with people. We ain't going to be selfless with people. And this is what I mean. Some people might say, well, you know, okay, I'm not like that with God, but I'm like that with other people. And I would challenge you and say, you might want to check your motives. Because some people may be being selfless, because of a particular motive, something they can get or some way it will make them feel. You know, some people are doing it because it's going to make them, it's going to make them feel like a better person. You know what I'm saying? And yo, that's not cool. That's not cool. We want to be motivated by love. Love should be our only motivation for real. And so we're going to pray right now for the fire of God to be released. Let the fire of God be released in our hearts. And so, people of God, what I'm asking you to do this morning is I want you to repeat after me, okay? We're going to do, we're going to put our words into action. This is something that I know Jesus wants to move on in our hearts. He desires for us to be selfless. And in being selfless, 
that requires a realm of humility. And none of us have arrived in a realm of humility. We all could grow. Started with me first. Okay? Let, let me be the first to say, I'm not on here to say that I have arrived because Lord knows that I haven't. Okay? For real. But I, but I know that there's another realm, you know what I mean, that I can go into. And I want to go there. Okay? And so if you want to go there too, you know, I know the Lord is going to meet us because this is what he asks of us. He tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And Jesus wants to pick out those who will be selfless because he wants to pick out people that he can put amongst his people. You know what I mean? Think about it. There are people right now that are calling out saying, Lord, I need a sign. Lord, I need somebody, one of your representatives. Lord God, I, I need, there, there are people right now who need to see the mercy of God. There are people right now who need to see the goodness of God. They need to see that God is still good. They need to see that it's still real people in the earth realm who love Jesus and don't want to come and manipulate you. They don't want to come and, and, and do little tricks and all of this stuff, you know, to steal from you, to take from you. They want to know that it's still people that exist in this world, you know, that don't have ulterior motives. And as people of God, this is who we should be. When we walk in a room, somebody should be able to say that's a person of God, and it should automatically bring some type of air, uh, some type of air of um of integrity. When you say I'm a person of God, they should they should know our actions should be those of serving, those of pouring out our lives. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that you don't get no rest and no stuff like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about having a posture or a mindset of serving. But the days of being Leviathan pastors, man, yo, that stuff is for the birds. That stuff is whack. Straight up, that stuff is whack. You know, all, the, all that Leviathan pastor stuff. You got to come. It's almost like, you know, you watching a Godfather movie or something. You know what I'm saying? Got to go kiss, kiss kiss the pastor's ring or some stuff like that. That stuff is nonsense, yo. And I'm telling you, it it bothers me to no end. I will never forget that feeling I felt sitting there, these people, you know, sitting there waiting until I finish eating. You know what I'm saying? Because the first thing I started thinking was, dang, how many years y'all been doing this? How many different pastors have you done this with? How many times have you sat there and went hungry because some greedy you know what I'm saying? You know, and then don't let the pastor be about 300 pounds. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you might not have no food left over. <laughs> Straight up. You know, like, like, yo, and you can sit there and you can be okay with that. You can be okay with other people watching you eat it. Like that is a bunch of nonsense. So again, you know, please, you all, we want to have the heart of Jesus. The earth is groaning for us right now. We are in a time right now, y'all, where people are realizing, yo, all this man-made stuff, all this government stuff, it can't help you. The only one that can help you is Jesus. Jesus is the only, the only stable thing in all of society that can help us. The only one. And there's a certain mindset that the people of Jesus have. Hallelujah. And so I want you all to repeat after me if you so desire. If you're offended by what I said and you don't want to say it, that's fine too. 
That is fine too. You could go right ahead and go go get your food and eat and make everybody go hungry. Well, you ain't gonna make me go hungry because I ain't go out of that tradition. Straight up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want you all to repeat after me. So mute. You can keep your phones on mute. Okay? Hallelujah. So I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, Jesus, thank you for being humble. Thank you for serving me. Thank you for laying down your entire life for me. I want to follow your example of a servant. Soften my heart today. Let the fire of your love melt the areas of my heart. Make my heart soft. Begin to shape and mold my heart. Remove all heaviness that is in my heart. Remove all hardness that is in my heart. Jesus, my heart belongs to you. From this day forward, I make a pledge that I will walk more in selflessness. Holy Spirit, guide me into this because this isn't easy for me. But I can do all things through you, Jesus, who strengthens me. Strengthen me to be selfless. Show me the areas where you desire for me to be, where selflessness needs to be put on display. Hmm. And I'm getting this you all right now, you know, that this is something that's about to start happening, is the Lord really starting to highlight to us, you know, certain areas where we've been called to, where there's a realm of selflessness needed where we we honestly didn't even pay attention. It's not that you did anything bad. You didn't. It's just God opening our eyes um, to another type of strategy in a particular area. Some of you all, it, it may be in the area of your church. Some of you, it may be in the area of, of the street. Some of you all, it may be in the area of um, your marriage. Some of you all, it may be in the areas of your um of your 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 family members, you know what I'm saying? It may be friends, it may be your job. I don't. It, it's it's no limitation to this particular thing. But I need you all to know something. I'm gonna say this, and then I'm I'm gonna end it. Um, on this is this. One of the things that that I have seen, there are certain areas. What God is always moving, but certain things, He moves so fast. And one of those areas where I see the Lord moving fast, like I'm talking about immediately, is when you're going to help people that are in need. When people are in need, when people are suffering, you need to come through and do something for them. I mean, I'll be seeing the Lord move so fast in a particular moment because we got to remember he has a heart of kindness. I say that to say because this is another area. See, the Lord, let me, let me tell you the power of being, one of the powers of selflessness is 
the Lord has given us the fruit of the Spirit that helps with that. You know what that fruit is? It's meekness. Meekness is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And that spirit of meekness, you all, is that thing that helps us in being selfless. See, the meeker we are, the more selfless we can be. And I want to even say a quick prayer about that. You know why? Because society has given us the wrong view about meekness. See, when we see meekness, we see what? Weakness. That's what we think of. We think of, oh, man, you some chump. Man, I'm from the south side. I ain't about to sit here. I ain't no pushover, none of that. Let me tell you something. Jesus wasn't a pushover. But what did the Bible say? What did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 11? He says, come and learn of me, for I am what? Meek and lowly of heart. Jesus said he was meek. So that right there lets me know that my understanding of meekness, as I've learned it in the world, is not necessarily what meekness is. Let me give you another example. If you can't really understand it because your, your mind is so conditioned from, from what society has taught you. And I understand because, hey, I live in the same society. I'm still trying to deprogram stuff, okay? So it's no condemnation. But let me give you a practical example. The word love. We've been taught a lot of things about love. But when we line it up with what the Bible says about love, we learn that some of the things we learn about love are off. They're off. They really are. When we line it up next to what the Bible is saying, it's off. And that's the same way about meekness, okay? We want to really allow God to bring us into this realm. Jesus said what qualified him to teach us or what qualified him to, to be the one that we come to is because he's meek and lowly in heart. He says, come and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. So he gives us an invitation to come and learn from him. And he says his qualifications are he's meek. Not come and learn from me because I'm the most powerful, I'm alive, because I can do all things. No, he says because I'm meek and lowly in heart. Come on. And we want to grow in that area of meekness because that is something that we don't see a lot of times. We don't see it a lot of times, even in, even in our churches. And if our God is love, there should be some type of meekness. And, again, y'all, please understand what I'm saying. I am not sitting here saying that I've arrived. Okay? I want to make this very clear. But I do understand that if you set a standard to, to, to go after Come on, there's nothing wrong with setting a standard. We want to set a standard to live by, for real. We, and so now there's something attainable. Now there's a checks and a balances for us, hallelujah, that helps us, that gives us something to go after. We don't want to be walking around and, and we be, you know, we the quote-unquote hard people. When we were in the world, we wanted to be hard. Think about that. That's what we talked about. Some of y'all in the Bay Area, one of, one of y'all famous songs, I keep a mirror in my pocket because I practice. What do you say? I keep a mirror in my pocket because I practice looking hard. <laughs> that's, Bay, that's Bay Area lingo. Or what y'all say, yay area. You know what I mean? Do, do boot, uh, Boots Riley for the coup. 
And then E-40 took the line, had it in the video, straight up. Like, hardness was something, especially, you know, like like growing up and when hip-hop came in, it was, like, emphasized being hard. I want to be hard, and I'm hardcore, and all of that. We, we know this is what was emphasized, y'all. But, y'all, Jesus ain't hard. He's not hard. We don't wanna we don't wanna do that hard stuff. For real. For real. We because people have lived hard lives. And when you lived a hard life, you're not gonna be attracted to if you if you up here trying to bring Jesus to people, like I already know what it is to live hard. Why am I why do I wanna sit here and serve a hard God? Come on. We want to serve a God who's loving and who's kind. It doesn't mean he doesn't have standards, but he's still kind. Hallelujah. So I want us to say this one last thing, okay? Now, some of y'all, when you say this, you might feel your head start to twist around like the exorcist, and that's okay. (laughs) Some of y'all, the steam might start coming out of your ears like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Because we're going to do a prayer about meekness right now. Because the Lord wants us to grow in this particular area. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the thing that's going to help you to forgive that person who just sat there. They didn't cuss you out. They didn't talk about you on Facebook. No, first they didn't block you. And then after they didn't block you, they just sat there and cussed you all the way out. You know what I'm saying? Look, that might be the person who did it to me on Facebook. Do me a favor. Put yourself on mute if you can. For real, I, I got stories about that. I ain't going to even talk about that right now. But I want y'all to repeat after me. Keep your phone on mute, and then I'm I'm done, okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> so I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, Jesus, you've instructed me to come and learn from you. Teach me how to be meek. Let the fruit of the spirit of meekness mature in my heart. Release rivers of living water to water the seeds of meekness that are in my heart. Cause the meekness that is in me by your spirit to mature. Cause it to bloom. Cause it to come to full bloom in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, now I'm going to be quiet, you know what I'm saying? And I won't be surprised if it's only about one or two of y'all on here because some people might have got mad at me. I understand. You know what I mean? It might have seemed like a hard message. I was only being hard to the devil. Amen. Anybody want to share anything, question, whatever, the love life portion? Hey, Phyllis, Rochelle, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Fuego, fuego, fire boots, Jesus lover. Thank you. Amen. Hey, Phil, it's glorious. Ditto, ditto, Yo! ditto. Yo, bruh. Hi. <laughs> Love you. Happy birthday, Belated. 
man, love you too. And don't 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 be uh. I know you over there. Now nah, you ain't in North Carolina. I'm sorry. Ain't you from North Carolina? I'm from North Carolina. We don't do that in my part. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I, oh, that bothered me to no end, boy. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday, Brother Phil. Enjoyed you. Amen. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Great work. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Phil, man of God. So you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't make them wait. Why you ate your four plates? <laughs> <laughs> now, once I got to the to the third one, when I said something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was over here crying I, because I have I have seen that I have seen that where we're trying to figure out what's going on and the angel of the house has to eat now. What? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Crazy. That's crazy. Exactly. I love you. <laughs> love you yeah, too. You know, the babies is getting noisy, so I have to call me. But I love you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Good morning, it's Krishanda. Happy birthday and enjoy your your share. Hey, Krishanda, <laughs> long time. Happy, thank you. Thank. I'm about to say happy birthday to you too, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it is my birthday every day. God bless. <laughs> every day. Woo. Yo yo. Morning. Yo yo. And don't eat up all that ice cream. All right, save some for the people. Okay. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> everybody, everybody yo. yo, I want to I want to throw this out to y'all. I want to throw this out, okay? Cuz it's gnawing at me cuz again, y'all, y'all we are in a time right now like I'm so serious where I'm I'm Oh my gosh. Let me Lord help me to get this out. We are in a time, you all, not just for this month. I I I mean, I've been saying this probably the last two years, at least that I can remember. But we are in a time now where John chapter thirteen, verse thirty five, is going to be so highlighted. And what what is that verse? But he says, they will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. That thing is going to be so highlighted in the days to come. Because, see, everybody say they love God. Everybody say they know God. For real. You talk to the cats that be out here murdering dudes, laying dudes down. And you go in to try to evangelize them. And they go, say, oh, yeah, I know God. I talk to him every day. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know God. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying the ones that, that like set apart, those ones that walk in that in that realm, you know what I'm saying? It's not because you you are the most super enlightened one. It's not. What's gonna distinguish us is our love. That's what's gonna distinguish us. And and as people see that, that's what's gonna open the door for the miracle realm of God. That's what's going to open the door, the love of God, the mercy of God, the kindness of God, 
this is what's opening the door to the miracle realm in this hour. So this is such a, a an important topic concerning leadership. Like you all touch it on leadership. How how do we lead people once they they come around us? How do we lead in that particular thing? This is the mindset we have to have because here's the other thing too. The the if the more quote unquote humble you are the easier it is for God to lead you. And the easier it is for God to lead you, the easier it is for you to lead other people. Because think about this, y'all. Moses, if you look in the Bible, Moses was leading everybody by himself until they until he went in the wilderness that time and got them 70 elders. Before he got the 70 elders, he was the leader. Now, I want you to think about this. The Bible says at that time, there were 600,000 men. 600,000 men. And that wasn't including the women and the children. That was just the men. The men alone were 600,000. And then, so you add in the women and the children, you easily got uh, over a million. And one man was leading all of them. One. How was he able to effectively lead them? How? The first thing was he humbled himself to God. But do you know that the Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on the earth? Seriously. Seriously. I'm telling you, because we have to go into a realm of being able to hear God because God is going to help us lead. But if you have a heart that is selfless and ready to serve, come on. God will begin to minister into that area of your heart. Hallelujah. So I wanna, what, I'll do, what I want to do is, with this is I want to throw something out there and see, like, yo, yo like, what, what are your thoughts? Like, I want to know what are you all's thoughts on this particular thing that I'm talking about right now? Like, is this something that, and I want you to be real. Do you feel that it's attainable? Do you feel maybe like, well, I don't know if this is something attainable because, you know, people be out here, they're going to do you wrong or whatever. It's no judgment. I, I just want to hear what are, what are people's hearts on this particular thing? Because I haven't been on the line this month, so I don't, I don't know the temperature. Hey, Phil, I, I'll, I'll jump in because you said something. Um, you know, people are always saying, my God, in my heart, my God, my God. But do you know Jesus as your Lord? Until you know him as your Lord, my God, my God is my God. Until you allow me to know the love that Jesus sacrificed, on Calvary, it changes everything. And and you spoke on Moses. It it took his father in a lot to step up and be like, Hey, you is crazy. You need some help. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, even in that, the the father in law had to step up and, you know, help him with the leadership. But he still was Moses was still yeah. me. He did what God said do. He didn't compromise what God told him to do at all. At yeah. all. This is how many it was. If he said do it, 
he did it. He did it frustrated, but he did it. <laughs> he did it. Come on. You making me think when you said that about how because Moses was selfless, he was able to listen to Jethro, his father-in-law. You know, it's some leaders, they don't even listen to advice. Hey, Phil, this is Gloria. So it, it's attainable. It is not the easiest thing to do. Right. But you have to always stay humble before God and have to always be, even even as, as a leader, sometimes because we mess up. And when we do, we have to be able to, to be approachable and to hear God when he's saying, hey, look, you got this right here wrong. So now you need to correct this. You need to straighten this. And even in the frustration of having, you know, believing that, that people are, are either are following or are in support of the ministry and then, then you know, going through the, I'm going to just call it abandonment or the, you know, they're not there, they're not really committed. You still have to carry out what your role is as a leader. And it does require to stay humble before God and always have always having to put before for me the thing that I'm not I'm not doing this for people. I'm doing this because this is what God told me to do. So Lord, I need your help. I need your strength. And because I know you are very present help in the time of trouble, I can count on you. And I know that because of, I'm committed to you in doing this, that you're gonna see me through it, no matter how hard it makes me sometimes. Come on. Preach that glow word. Anybody else? I am hyped up this morning, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all. I, I, God bless everybody that is on here, everybody that is on Declare Victory. And it, I, it's so obvious to see how God is promoting and bringing a, a lot of people in this ministry up into that next realm of leadership. Now, first, we're all leaders at the end of the day. We're leaders in some type of capacity. You're leading in some somewhere in your life, you're leading. Every every person is always leading somewhere, you know, and when you see the different topics that have been touched on this year, and now here it is, you're coming into leadership. You know what I mean? I, that means promotion is on this ministry strong. And so, Lord, I just pray right now um, that the spirit of promotion um, that is being released over this ministry, Lord God, that it is growing, that is it, it is expanding. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you that promotion doesn't come from the north, the south, the east, or the west. Promotion comes from you. And so we say the doors of promotion are opening over this ministry. The doors of promotion are opening over this ministry. And so we say right now, let every single position be released into this ministry. Lord God, let, let every door that needs to be opened for advancement and every person's life on this line, even those who couldn't get on today, we say let the doors open for them. 
In the name of Jesus, we decree advancement. We decree movement. We decree breaking through. Right now, I cancel the assignment of any invisible wall that has been keeping the people from breaking through. I decree the word of God to act as a sword against that invisible wall that says faith to faith. Come on. They are going from faith to faith, faith to faith. We decree no weapon formed against their advancement shall prosper. We decree that every person, Lord God, in this ministry is moving forward. Come on, every single person who comes on this line is moving forward. There is an anointing to move forward and break through. Hallelujah. And we decree the breaking forth being released on this line like never before. Break forth and break through in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, we good, everybody? We there? I'm sorry. I feel stirred. I'm looking at the time. I'm ready to ask y'all, can we pray? I'm sorry. I'm 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 lit, y'all. I'm lit. And I'm so excited for y'all. I'm so excited for Dion and everything that she does all of the selflessness, you know, she, the leadership she shows, um, even in secret. And the Bible says the anointing flows from the head down. So I'm excited for you all. I'm, I'm excited for every single, what do they say, random act of kindness coming forth out of your life. I'm excited for the promotion. I'm excited for the breakthrough. I'm excited. I literally see a picture right now of some chains, but Holy Spirit is highlighting to me that these are invisible chains. And so I'm excited for all invisible chains that are being broken off of your life. And we decree that you will not go into the month of December, hallelujah, with those invisible chains on your life. In the name of Jesus, we decree the fire of God beginning to melt away every invisible chain. And the Lord began to highlight to me as well about his angels and how his angels rescued Peter out of that prison and out of those chains. Hallelujah. That there is an increase of angels even being released to assist this ministry. That there is an increase of angelic activity in this ministry. Hallelujah. And so we decree today that the help of the Lord is increasing in this ministry. Come on, the ministry of help is being highlighted like never before in this ministry. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. I sense angels of the Lord. I, I, don't, I don't ever speak like this. The Lord is really highlighting this to me, that there is an increase of angels being released in this ministry, being put in position as you all are coming forward and being launched into that next thing that God has for you. Hallelujah. Angels of the Lord, ministers of flaming fire who have come to serve the heirs of God. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, we thank you that as we are walking into that next realm of identity, we thank you for the angelic helps that you have sent, oh God. Hallelujah. And so we call forth every miracle, every sign, every wonder, Lord, being released through this ministry today in Jesus' name. And Rochelle, you just keep on, your, your name keeps popping up to me right now. Rochelle, you you still on here? 
The Lord says, daughter, do not be discouraged. God says, I've seen the work. He says, you've allowed me to do a work in your heart. And even those times where you left frustrated, disappointed, saying, God, I failed again. The Lord says, daughter, a wise man falls seven times. But God is saying that, daughter, I've brought you forward. I've brought you forward. And this is a time of graduation for you, says God, where I begin to promote you and bring you even into that next place. He says, I even begin to send those, those angels that are going to minister to you, just as they ministered to my son in the wilderness, says God. And just as it was the beginning of miracles for my son, says the Lord, once he left the wilderness, the Lord says that it is the beginning of miracles for you. For I'm beginning new miracles in your life, especially in your family life, says God. The Lord says, you will behold and see. You will behold and see. He says, for I have marked your intercession, says the Lord. I have marked your prayer says God, and they have come up before me as a sweet-smelling fragrance, says the Lord. And have you not asked of me, and shall I not do? And so the Lord says, daughter, have great faith and great anticipation, for I am a God who will supply all your needs. God says that I will fulfill every single thing that you have spoken to me about. He says, for I am a God who keeps my promise, says the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Repa shukenere marunde kira morunde kira. Repa mereko ruste kira masheko ruste kira mia. Gloria, are you on here right now? Sera morunde kira marapa pole mashekera morunde kira masukenere kiando. And the Lord is saying that daughter reka kira mia. I promoted you in honor. He says that there are even those who you know you you go around them, you love on them, and but it's almost like. Um, um, almost like a toleration of them because of the dishonor that they sometimes show. And sometimes it's not an open dishonor, but it's almost like a little quiet disdain that you can kind of pick up. But the Lord says that, daughter, I began to increase that honor upon your name in this life where others are going to feel convicted when they come around you. It's like I even see, I see the word before me, apology. Hallelujah. I see people coming to you apologizing to you, hallelujah, in this next season of your life, apologizing out of the blue. But the Lord is highlighting this to me to tell you this, that the reason that one of the reasons that this is happening is not because of something that you deserve, but it's going to do something for your faith. He says, I'm doing something concerning your faith in this hour, says God. And he says, and these things are going to bring you to your knees like never before in a good way, where you're going to cry out and thank me for my goodness, just as David did, says God. He says, and even as this cry goes out for my goodness, it's going to unlock a another realm in your heart that you didn't even know that you had. And there is also, I, I just see the area of improvement, uh, but this improvement has to do with helping others helping others to improve their lives and improve their situations. And I, I see things with you as it relates with those that are destitute. Um, I don't know if it's homeless. I don't know if it's traffic. I don't know what it, whatever um, um, destitute means to you um, of people who don't have. Maybe it's for people who are on drugs. Maybe it's people who are battered, abused by their spouses. I don't know. But I see the Lord really bringing forth a great work in your in your heart concerning the destitute. Hallelujah. Because there is like a deep craving and a longing um, that you have in your heart, almost like a 
sympathy um, even for others. It's like this, this deep realm of empathy. Hallelujah. And I hear the word wells and rivers. It's almost like wells and rivers um, um, of like just, just love and emotion uh, that you're going to be releasing to others. And so I bless you, woman of God. I bless your steps. I decree let the blessings of the Lord that make it rich um, be released in your life and add no sorrow. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 All right, y'all. Well, if that's it, nobody has anything to say or nothing like that, I'm going to let y'all go. Thank y'all for even letting me come on and say anything. Always thank you to Miss Dion because you are the bomb for real, and I appreciate you and I honor you greatly. Hallelujah. God bless y'all. God bless Love you. Happy birthday, Dr. Phil. God bless you too, Phil. God bless you. Have a blessed day, everybody. Love happy birthday. birthday. God bless. Great. Yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Yes, welcome victory. Have a blessed day, everyone. God bless. Love you. God bless. Bless. Bless.